The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I and where are you? Can you imagine like, his head Wait, being inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tuchia. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little, like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Fight those traffic tickets with Off the Record. Snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name's Warren. Welcome. I'm Lane. Hi, I'm Ali. Ali is filling in for Art, who's uh, gallivanting around places too cool for He's school. Like GT Dreaming, maybe? Oh, yeah. GT Dreams. GT Dreams. Did you say GTE? Like the old GT cell phone? GT Dreaming yeah. while I was moving the lemon head from one side of my mouth to the other. So candy guy over here. Yep. Uh, that's a nice loud eat, noise. Do you ever eat candy, Ali? You can tell <laughs> if you can't tell sometimes just once in a while I've seen you do it. But if you li- listen to you guys should all listen to the latest edition of the uh, D- the CWA podcast where we talk about how Warren left candy out. That's not country. Well, it. awesome. It's candy. So, well, awesome. I left candy out. Yeah. You know. Candying while awesome. I bet yep. we, if we go in your office right now, Ali, there's a fucking big old pile. Pile of candy and a pile it. of jerky. It's in a Ziploc bag. It's right here in front of you. And out there in the big room, there's uh, bags of jelly beans. Yeah. Yeah. Banana and, and popcorn? Uh, popcorn flavors. Jesus. Yes. Which are good. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone knows a good banana popcorn combo. <laughs> God. Um, so before good. we get going on our like questions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, F1 market is gnarly right now. Silly the F- season, they silly call it. Season. <laughs> By the way, how British is that? What's called British. F1 market? The, what does that even mean? The uh, driver market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The silly season, yeah, the they call silly it. It's Trades. so silly. Trades, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Vettel retired. Alonzo. Wait, 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 wait. How do you feel about Vettel retiring? Can we take a pause yeah. real quick? Warren, can All you right, take Pete. care of uh, what's happening on that wall right there? Oh, <laughs> in view is a spider, folks. Lane. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> Just don't. Stop. 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 Dude. <laughs> you really do that? No, he didn't. Oh, Lane's I face is completely bloodshot right I now. Did. I might have thrown the spider. The spider was about the size of half a lemon head. <laughs> it was like this. It was no, huge. It was, it was tiny, dude. It was not huge. But it, it was a real spider. It was not. Is a that d- a spider too? No, it's just a hole in the oh, wall. This hole it in was the not wall. a daddy okay. long leg. Oh, that was sorry a, about that. A real creeper. Sorry, the listeners. Um, wow. Okay, so anyway, Vettel, four-time champion. Sebastian right? Vettel, four-time he's retiring. champion. What he, else would he do? Yeah, uh, he's going to save the world. He's very. He's all about the environment. He needs to save some money and get a haircut. <laughs> oh yeah, but when he didn't have a haircut, like people were all talking about. 
how he looked like he was going bald and all this stuff. Yeah. So now he's looking like a cool. He, he like, just needs to go like race some GT for a couple of years. Dude, he's gonna wear some puka shells. Puka shells. Yeah, just do a yeah. drum circle. He's all. He's. I all mean, in, dude. how do you pass that up though? Like, if they wanted him to stay, it's 20, 20 million on the fucking books for thirty races or whatever. Yeah, but but thirty races is a whole year of work. I know, but dude, it's he may be playing. He may be playing some chess or checkers or no, something right done. now. Like, oh, like coming back. Like, nah. may, I mean, he may be like kind of doing this to get a big number out there. They wanted him, dude. He was like. It's a risky he was move. They were basically like, it's up to you. And they were willing to sign a multi-year contract too. Like, But at I think, this point, it's almost like better to take a chance on a new young driver than I would to just, try to make Vettel get points. I mean, well, it's probably, more like to keep Stroll They're just line. keeping Stroll. And they can't get a young driver because Stroll is not a leader. Oh, so yeah. they have to I have like an about old... That whole dynamic. They have to have an old like stalwart guy. Um, but yeah, so Vettel quit, which I think... You know, his best, his career is like front loaded anyways. Like he won all his championships like really early in his career. Yeah. Then he was beat like really badly by Ricardo, left Red Bull, went to Ferrari, was like all right at Ferrari, made a lot of mistakes, could have won championships, never won. And then, you know, and then he was like hated and he was hated by all. And now everyone loves him. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's kind of walking away with like his head. Pretty I mean, high I, and I totally get that. It's so, the same thing in other sports. And he has kids, and he's thirty-five years old, and he can yeah. like. I mean, he's, he's set for life. And he's Don't get me rich, wrong. like he's uber rich, me. right? Yeah. But it's just like, seems like such a, a easy choice to say. Well, one more year, twenty more million dollars. But yeah, yeah, the same thing in basketball. But he need guys, it, guys he, do that. I know. He's buying like Mansell F one winning. No, know, no, he doesn't need it. He doesn't championship. Need it. And then, that's so, the thing uh, is, at some point, like. He just probably just wants to retire. And of go course, open of a course. I get it. I get it. It's just there is that carrot dangling. But For now sure. uh, Alonzo's taking his place. Alonzo's taking his place. And he's so taking that 20 million. Yeah. And he could retire too. Yeah. But Alonzo doesn't have a family. He has a girlfriend. He's like not, you know, he's a, he's in a different, oh, I he's see. a different kind of like bro. Stuff. I think he's more of a guy that just like loves racing too. Right. When yeah. he quit F1, he was like doing off-road racing. He did Indy. Like he, he's all, about, he did Lamar. Seems more passionate. Yeah. Uh, like he doesn't have as much extracurricular activities, which is like Vettel has his family has, he's all about the environment. He's like bees about saving the bees and of course, stuff. Dude. Gotta save um, bees. So Alonzo went there. I think that shocked Alpine. Alpine came out today or it was late last night or something that they signed Piastri, who was the F2 champion last year. And everyone's saying like, he's like the second coming, like he won F3, then he won F2. And first year, you know, he's like really good. He's Australian. Piastri went on to Twitter and said, uh, that's news to me. I didn't sign with Alpine and I'm not racing for Alpine next year. What the hell? Yeah. Silly so, season. It's a silly season. It's, that's why it's so silly. It's so silly. It's just silly. It's just goofy. So it's not goofy. Nutty. NBA is goofy. So the rumor is that McLaren signed Piastri and Ricardo is out, but Ricardo has a contract and he has to he has the option to leave, not McLaren to and force him out. Here's the real question is would he find a ride somewhere else? That's the thing. So Williams is one option because Latifi <laughs> is not Albon just got signed today too, which is cool. I'm stoked for him to he stay got, on. He yep. got a to stay on 2023 and beyond. So I think he got a multi-year contract, which is rad because he hasn't been making many mistakes. He's been really good. And like, he's been like making it look like, Oh yeah, Russ, he's like beating, 
Latifi just like Russell did. Right. And he's having these great performances just like Russell. Right, so it's right. like That's good. I like okay. Albon. Because he was on the same level as those guys in yeah. juniors, yeah. like F2 and stuff. Um, yeah. So now there's this whole Piastri thing. It's basically Alpine is just like a weird... I don't know, dude. There's They're some French, of these, man. Yeah, I, I don't understand. They're kind of like effed up. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a money burning tax kind of a thing. Hey, so. can we talk about this uh, Porsche Red Bull thing for a second? Yeah, I don't quite understand it because they bought a fifty percent stake in Red Bull F1 racing, team. racing, yeah. right? But Honda is it all of F1 or Red Bull Racing or is it just the F1 team? I think it's just F1. I think it's just the F1 team. Just the F1 team. So then Honda was uh, like rumored to extend their contract to twenty twenty five to build the engines. So what is Porsche doing? Building. I don't really understand because they're calling them Red Bull Honda powertrains. I know, and so it's like it's a Honda engine that Red Bull's basically rebadging. That's fine. Yeah. Then where does the Porsche piece come in? I think. Porsche is like kind of so it's always confusing. Remember when Red Bull was Red Bull Infinity, right? But then they had Honda, they had Renault yeah. engines, yeah, yeah. And you're like, or they were like Jag for a while. Well, I mean, like Aston, Aston Martin, Martin, right? They're Aston the Martin same, right now. They're doing the same thing, right? Aston Martin doesn't so have anything. Kind of like that, I guess. But you feel like Porsche has more clout, especially to buy fifty percent of that business yeah. as a championship winning team. Like that's got to be the biggest. So I'm thinking is they just they Porsche is they want Honda to stay on because it's a Honda engine right now. Right. You continue developing this engine with Honda, Porsche helping out once that and then Porsche has their their time, their two years to get in, kind of get acclimated, help Honda. Yep. Like work with Honda like that on the engine they develop because they're not changing the engine. So a Porsche is not going to go in and like make a new engine right now. They're using right. Honda. And then they Honda leaves and that's when the new regulations come in. Porsche develops the new engine with Red Bull, which is now an en- engine manufacturer as well. Yeah. Cuz they have their own facility. Yeah, I think so. this is their way of getting into F1 while attempting to make it better over the, over the time that it takes them to learn how to be an yeah. F1 team. Yeah. Right? Where they're basically like Start at the top, learn how the top teams do it. And then in the background, in parallel, it's way more expensive, but Porsche has the cash. Build this other team and build this other entirely new vehicle, motor, platform, everything that mimics the successful team, but do it a little bit better. And then I'm assuming three or four years from now, you'll start seeing an officially like done transition where Porsche branded Red Bull car. It, yeah. Potentially that that's like my rough prediction, but Porsche has well, been doing Audi something also like, wants to come in as F1 as well. Yeah. So which that is, might be that they're, that's when they plan, maybe Audi plans on coming in too. And then they, they end up, they share that engine and it's a whole thing. Yeah. I don't understand. There's, there's gotta be some interesting angle happening behind the scenes, maybe with the FIA or something like that, because also this year, out of nowhere, Ferrari, Porsche, Audi, Toyota, everybody's going to Le Mans. Like all of the, like every big name in the automotive industry is going to have a car racing in the hypercar class at Le Mans. And that was just kind of like out of nowhere. Mm. Right. So I don't know what the, what the, the motivation is. I think the long-term motivation is that Porsche finally gets into F1 in a big way. And then... Uh, the short term, this is just a tactic, and Porsche had the probably had the opportunity to buy 
Yeah, I mean, and you you already have a good engine, and and they can learn a lot by like being there and working with them on it. Yeah, yeah, because like Williams, like right now, if 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 Porsche were to go by Williams, for example, or Haas, they would they would have to learn how to make that team win, and then put the Porsche kind of like I mean, I get buying the best stink on everything, right? Like that makes sense. Is huge price tag, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but but uh, my thinking is that like they really need Honda right now, absolutely, because it's a Honda. It is a Honda engine. Yeah, even though it's called a Red Bull engine after next year or whatever it is, we all know it's yeah, yeah a Honda yeah. rebadge. But yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. So and there are probably all kinds of weird details of the deal behind the scenes where you know maybe Red Bull had a bunch of debt in their F one team and Porsche took on a bunch of that and that's where the the part of the ownership came or from or that Red Bull wants to sell the team entirely and this is like a first step maybe 50% but, gnarly that's very yeah 50% very big yeah big big time big time um you guys ready for some questions yeah let's do it um Ben Rogat asks which Radwood era vehicle would you like to see a manufacturer bring back as a new model in 2023? I think we've answered this before, but what comes to mind? Maybe Ali hasn't answered it. For Rolex Rogit? Rolex Rogit. That's my boy. Porsche oh, watch Rogit. Uh, one thing we we said in the past was like a, a, a new 2002. Not Radwood era, but yes. Oh, yeah. Radwood right, era. Radwood era, sorry. I would, I think like that bringing, like pushing in and, and celebrating the like E30 type of form factor with maybe a new one series that's like retro right now. The one series kind of like hints towards some of the fun old BMW dynamics. It's still super heavy. I don't know. I don't think BMW could do anything right. Yeah. Now but aesthetically you're saying like maybe, you know, that new, um, that new Hyundai, prototype that came out yeah it's like looks like 240 yeah, sx and stuff it's like really yeah. cool angular it's like a new e30 i would or, take that three series that's like and like more angular and stuff, yeah it's right? like a new 240 sx kind of like stylized yeah, kind yeah. of a thing which is rad yeah uh, yeah i mean mini Corrado, trucks mini trucks cool. all the small single cab trucks which don't exist i mean if you want a small truck it's a maverick which is a car-based four-door thing yep um that would be cool like especially if retro, frame, retro style truck. yeah but retro styled you know um such a hard sell though it's it's very the hard. maverick drives so nice all like these things jump are, into a body on frame thing you'd be like oh, all yeah. these things are hard sells. this is yeah. really yeah. cool <laughs> yeah the the mighty maxes of our day are not coming back yeah um what about a um amigo dude two-door Suzu doesn't exist convertible yeah, I know. So what about bringing the Jimny over here? I would, uh, I would take that all day I long. I saw a uh, Jeep Cherokee. That's the little little bastard. No, is it, or is it the Renegade? Renegade. Renegade. Is that what it is? Uh, with the ugly Renegade square. Square. Yeah. It was, it was a Renegade in neon green, which I think is a factory color. Um, and it looked like a Jimny a little mm. bit. It had oh. a Jimny vibes. But okay. when you but put, not a two-door, when you though. put one of those next to a Jimny, you're like, holy crap, this thing is small. I got to see them in Cabo. Rad. Really cool. Yeah, uh, they're awesome. Definitely, definitely into that. Yeah. So that's a perfect example, though. That's a new modern car. Yep. That is styled like an old samurai, basically. Yeah. Very similar. I like that answer. Anything Thanks. else? No. Chazetta Marauder? Nope. Chazetta is coming out with a new Marauder. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> it's a it's a V twenty two. Exactly. Tiny thimble sized cylinders. <laughs> nope. Uh, Bobby Reed of the Cars says, "At what age did your new car knowledge peak?" Oh, oh, good question. That's really good. Who asked this again? Bobby, Bobby Reed. Reed. Bobby Reed. Cars, what's up, man. Bobby's That's a great the, question. Bobby's the man. New car knowledge. Nineteen. Yeah, I'd have yeah, to say right out of high school. It was like right around maybe, maybe even twenty, like maybe even like senior year in high school. I know. You just get busier and lack the ability to really focus. I think it was probably high school, dude. Probably eight. You sure, Lane? I think for you, it was like four years ago at Exotics on Cannery Row. Oh, yeah. Or like like when you guys are going to go to this BMW mobility bullshit. Oh, you mean drive like cool new Oh, super cool. Yeah, totally cool. Are you jealous that you didn't get access? (laughs) You didn't get get access? I didn't sign up, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I gave you the access. (laughs) I think anyone who would have signed up for yeah, the newsletter. Yeah, anybody that signed up. Get yeah. in there. Just, um, I'm sorry you don't like test driving stuff. And I'm sorry you don't like the future. Oh, yeah. I do like it, but I'm <laughs> not going to drive. Sorry you like the clean future. Uh, I'm not going to drive two hours man. to drive some ugly electric car. Come Jeez. join us over here on Electric Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have fun. Um, it's quite relaxing. I think. But any, actually all the way up till like probably 23 or something like that. I was like super, I would read every magazine, read all, I would memorize zero to 60 and and all that stuff. You know, you start getting into like the second layer of details on the back of the road and track magazine stat page. Definitely. Where you're starting to like, Oh, I bet because this weighs this much and it has that much power. It stops way better. It's probably like this and that. Like the first time I did that, I remember was the E36 M3 versus the C36. Yeah. Like going back and forth through the specs, yeah. like dreaming I could like drive one one day, yeah. like throw out ES four in there. Um because that was me. like the three yeah. that was the yeah, three yeah, car yeah. totally test, right. And then um that was kind of the end of it, and that was probably the height was like when those cars were being tested, E thirty six. C36, AMG, Audi, yeah, S4, I feel like and then new WRX. When WRX first came out in the U.S., that was like a... I remember going but what year was it that or was it the 2.5 RS? But see, 2000, you know, no, 2002, yeah, yeah, WRX, right. yep. Momo steering wheel. I remember being like going to the dealer, looking at them, like reading all about it. And it's like, it was super cool. I think even like... Yeah, but uh, E36 M3 and C36 were like... 95, 96 yeah. time frame. That's yeah, what but I'm they went about. all the way through 99, sure. right? So but like initially, I remember yeah. reading the Road and Track article or Motor Trend. I'm pretty sure it was Road and Track where it was like, we like the C36 better because it feels a little no bit. No one would ever like the C36 better. They said the C36, it, the E36 had a li- was a little bit more fun to drive. Well, a little bit? But the C36 had... Equal handling, better brakes, and better acceleration. And a more enjoyable cabin. Yeah, um, to exactly. Hear. Like all this stuff. I'm like, really? Like By the, the way, M3 all you is have like, to say is automatic transmission. Yeah, and, exactly. And heavy feeling is F. Yeah, I would look at the drive. weight and I would be like, how is this? Yeah. Awesome. There's a nice C36 for sale on Craigslist right now, by the way. Pass. They're kind um, of fine, but they're not fun. No, no. They and look, they're not fast. They, have, they, they look feel kind like of they have cheap, a, too, for some reason. They feel like they have a two-speed transmission. They have the fake carbon on the B-pillar. Ugh. Um, how about this? The same question, but related more to supercars and high performance cars, like your knowledge of those things, I mean, because I, mine like kind of petered out like Enzo era was probably yeah. the end. Like, yeah, agree. And after that, it was just like, I'm, I'm out. I'm kind of out. Just because I worked in the industry, it was like you were forced to 2000. 
12 or something like that. Yeah, right. Like my peak. To know that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I knew every model. Of, I had to know about the model that was coming out and like all yeah, that. You yeah. know, I, I knew me, all the idiosyncrasies about like what changed and all that stuff. I think it was all of the cars I would follow pretty intent, like Enzo, F50 a lot. F50 of for sure. Like, Carrera GT. But like Enzo, yeah. Carrera GT, like that was almost Zonda, like the end of it. Like the Zonda was no, the end for me. because for me... I, as soon as I learned about Pagani and then I started seeing like uh, Koenigsegg and stuff like that, I'm like, now, now this is getting into like the pre-war coach built era kind of like yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's just not me. I don't I, like, I would love to have a Koenigsegg Jesco or something like that just as like some weird toy. But that, that moment like completely lost me from supercars and hypercars and all of that stuff. And see, I didn't see, I saw everything that I loved about the McLaren F1 and what that did going away with all these new cars. But wouldn't you say the Zonda is like a perfect version of a McLaren F1? It takes a known power plant. So a V12 German engine that we all love and puts it in this crazy body with, it looks a little bit too much like a tarantula for me. All like, right. Well, the, the like early that, Zonda manuals were like rad. And then after that, I kind of lost interest. It just, it, it was one of those things where it was an early car, basically a glorified kit car. How and it was a little you. more viperish. It, it was a little bit. McLaren yeah. And it didn't have great styling and it had a bunch, it had too many tchotchkes. Like, they didn't figure out how to make everything kind of work together. I still don't think of no, Pagani. I, I, no, like, I, newsflash, newsflash, no, got, I don't think Paganis are awesome. Hasn't it, gotten better. Yeah, I, I don't. I actually don't like Paganis at all. I think they're spectacular engineering things or craftsperson yes, things. Yes, they are. But I don't, th just like a spiker, like I have zero desire to All ever, those parts don't come together into like a, exactly. a thing I want. And people say, desire. oh, spikers are so beautiful. They look like shit. No, they're not beautiful at And all. They, they, they don't, there's no cohesive and they're styling. Just, they're beautiful and like, if you if you take a little picture of a If you take a, a six piece, by six photo of a piece, 100%. it's a beautiful thing. Same with um, Koenigsegg and Pagani. Koenigsegg too. out of all of them does the best job of tying everything it's together. More fluid, yeah, but yeah, they're pretty in like they're little. If you do little vignettes, it's really exactly. pretty. Overall, it's just like a clusterfuck of like throwing shit together. Exactly. But I would kind of argue like McLaren, current McLaren is sort of the same way. No, dude, they're they're surface styling. And no, but then but they don't have the beauty. If you take a no, 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 I'm saying they're they're like not cohesive. It's like oh, weird yeah. shapes together and not. I agree. Sure. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just I saying they don't have, but they're losing the. They're, they're even that, worse. That's what I'm saying. But that's now imagine those weird shapes that are not continuous and now have all, they're all out of metal. They all have different surface finishes and they don't all fit together like they should because yeah, you're yeah, taking yeah. these big pieces that are hand formed and putting them with other hand formed pieces and newsflash machine formed stuff fits better than hand. Dude, I think stuff that's the second newsflash today. I'm going to have so many newsflashes. Don't worry. Dude, what about hot flashes? With you? Yeah. I don't Let me tell you. The, cool. let, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> let me tell you the truth. Real quick. Uh, Ren's burger says, does it bother you to see people driving cars, older cars, but especially new cars that you know they're not keeping up on maintenance? Case in point, high school kids in BMWs. These cars will be trashed by the time they're done with them. Follow-up question, when did BMW become such a disposable car? Oh, I could give two shits. I give less than that. I've never had that thought. I, I actually think someone would be like, you know what? I don't think they're keeping up with maintenance. <laughs> I think it's actually kind of rad when I see like a 996 turbo being driven by like some old dude and it's kind of tattered and beat up, but he's still just driving it like it's his. I think that's actually kind of cool. 
uh, as a, yeah, if I were just a car broker or a dealer or something, I would get kind of annoyed, but I mean, whatever that the patina, it just adds to the patina and the story of the car and the character that this same person has been driving this car to work for 250,000 miles and has done four oil changes, but it still runs great. Yeah. Like, and I think BMWs became disposable when every other car came, became disposable. Probably like a post E46. Yeah, that's kind of like most cars have become. But E90 is can, really where like a lot of people started buying BMWs. Bad, bad yeah. And the interior cars. is just like big pieces of plastic. Bad used yep. cars. As opposed to like E90s. Yeah. But you can I also mean, has say BMW a lot of those cars kind of like could go a little longer with less maintenance and stuff like that. So they're a little more, you know. I think like new post, cars are pretty reliable, right? For the first like fifty thousand miles. Yeah, I think post E thirty post E thirty interiors on BMWs all became disposable, with a couple of exceptions, maybe like E thirty nines. E thirty nine is pretty good, besides the soft touch stuff. But yeah, I think the interiors just have been neglected as a as a quality item in BMW for a while. Um, then the plastics on the outside and, and all of that stuff. But BMW is not a perfect car. I don't think almost any era of BMW, aside from maybe the E30 and the 2002, like they need a lot of work to make them reliable and run and work and all of that stuff. Like as far, like you don't hear about Porsches needing like subframe reinforcements at 80,000 miles and like, yes, yeah, right. right. Just IMS, IMS bearings, bearings blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. but major engineering flaws. But like having like to like remove an entire subframe and then like get into your car and cut sheet metal and start welding. Well, them. that was the thing with BMW. They did it on like that happened on several models, which is exactly kind of like, that's like a Ferrari thing to yeah, do. Yeah. Where like the E36 had problems and they're like fuck E30, and then E46 had some problems and the coupe M coupes had it or coupes had it and yeah. Yeah. Then Vanos, too, is another thing. But that's an age thing, too. Yeah, it's Vanos like is like a... Rebuild. Vanos is, I think, like, that's a mechanical thing. Exactly. But, like... And I think that's, like, a time rebuild, almost. Yeah, it's a maintenance Like, sheet item. metal mounts that are supposed yeah. to be, like, structural parts tied into, like, main I mean, frame members. Know, Caymans with the strut towers blowing out. <laughs> Same thing, dude. That's actually all 991s. Or 991s. That's 991.1s, especially, including the Cayman and Boxer equivalents. Yeah. And it's just that cast strut tower. Porsche. Aluminum, yeah. Porsche. Cast aluminum. Yeah. Porsche. Okay. That's one problem. Porsche. All right. Fine. We're moving on. Monty E30 Guru says, your DWA stable has grown nicely with the amount of added cars recently and swaps. Will it still grow from here? Actually, yeah. Lane was shopping around some cars the other day. Can I, I make an I, observe, observation from an outsider? Oh, a, yeah. As a fan? Ali, go. I'm going to say this with complete unbias. Oh, God. I don't like where this is going. Lane was the only one that made some smart choices. <laughs> wow. What a, wow. What a dick. Seriously. Uh, you should just make your E36 just get running and get it on the road. Thank you. Great advice. Great get advice. It just get it smogged. <laughs> but, Good. Okay, Good. never mind. Sorry. That was a bad rabbit hole. Are we going to add cars? <laughs> yes. Or take away cars? Well, we don't have any space. At least I don't. So that's one problem. No spaces for cars. What would you add? Let's say, for example, you're able to get your E36 smog. I would add, one of the listeners, one of the amazing listeners that you guys have was like, dude, Warren, I'll get you. You're only going to you're all set. Now you have a little bit more cash back in your hands, a yeah. little bit more intelligent. What are you getting? <laughs> My God, dude, this guy who brought this guy on. 
first of all, before I bought the E36 M3, I was looking at pre-smog fuel-injected Mercedes-Benz. Oh, dang. Which I think would be a great option for these older rallies that are out there. Probably not super reliable, but more reliable than most. Um, not the fastest, but still fun. They're almost more reliable than the carbureted early Mercedes as well. For me, especially because I don't want to fuck with carbs at all. So uh, W116 S-Class pre-smog, six-cylinder injected Euro bumpers. That would be really fun. Put some mud flaps on it. It would be right. Maybe a couple vintage uh, Marshall headlights or or running lights. I got you. Yeah. So that's what I was looking at. That would be super fun. Get it all dirty and go fling it around. Um, Big steering wheel. flyers in the back. Biggest steering wheel possible, you know. Just sawing back and forth. Mm-hmm. So that's one oh, thing. Okay. That's that one sounds thing like a lot at. of fun. But I don't have anything that's old. So that like old, old, right? Pre-smog. That's what I was going to say. You guys are all missing. I need like, something old. Old stuff. And yep. I would say between you three, one of you should get a mini. Like a real Oh, mini. I would love one. I mean, they're, they're expensive. They're so expensive right now. Pricey. Yeah. That's the thing. I was looking at them. How much Actually, are they? Dude. Oh, like 40 grand. 40. What? Yeah. For like one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll start sending. No, dude, <laughs> they used to be. It was a you can get a good one for twenty, like the best one. And yeah. I'm just out on I'm out on right hand drive. So and I also no, 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 get a left left hand yeah, drive. That's what I would look. No, for. but Would here's you, the problem. I don't want a late one. I don't. I don't want like an '88 Mini Cooper. Oh right. Yeah. I right. want a I want a pre smog Mini. Pre smog Minis are bank. Okay. You so can get, you can find like a 1982 or something that's like you know. My buddy Ash has like three mini projects and he knows he's part of that whole community. So let me hit him up. But oh, I had, I drove around my friend Kurt's, uh, it was a 99 old mini, one of the last ones made, yeah. made in, I don't remember where it was, I think Germany or Mexico or some, somewhere weird, but, uh, and it, but it was registered as a pre-smog one here in America. Yeah. So they brought it over, registered it with an old VIN. I agree with you. Like the new interior plastic crap yeah, and the dash. stereo and all of that yeah. stuff sucks. But Door the driving cards, experience was still like For there. Sure. Like you still feel felt that original like oh, driving yeah. experience. But it would be fun to have for somebody. And I, I the moment if I can get some spare money put together, I may buy one. <laughs> I want like but, a metal dash. Yeah, I just you want, want with a little pad. I want the old one. Like if I can so, get some spare money put together. I can't wait to talk about I was about really... That. Can we but, talk about that offline? So, Jesus pre-buying the 911, I was getting really frustrated with 911s, and it was just like, not that I couldn't even find one. I couldn't even find one, dude. Like, it was like, everything just goes so fast, and, and I was like, oh, you know what? I really would love a Mini. That would be a rad stopgap car. I'm like, I'll pick one for 25 grand. No. Like, there's nothing I wanted for 20... It was all... Yeah. It was all 40 Let grand. Let me see what I can find, because I looked... Last year, and I found a couple of cool cars in that like twenty to forty grand range, and then like the the vintage historic FIA cars that were in like in Europe, like real race cars that we can run at historics, were between yeah. forty and sixty. Dude, I would love one though. That's so such a cool little car, and it's super it's also small. it's also one of those cars that opens a lot of doors, whether it's yeah. events or even like you know how Jeff Wise uses his. Uh, Lotus seven yep. and he just gets to drive into the paddock or drive, you know, or you can be Ali in the escort. Yeah. If you can find like a, yeah, well, like a late fifties, early sixties one, then it qualifies for a bunch of the vintage rallies. Seventies. Like, yeah, yeah. If I had Some of more 70s, space yeah. to park cars, I would be way more eager to buy inexpensive fun cars, like a Ford escort, you know, eighties, 85. There are like so many rad motor swaps, but I wouldn't do a motor swap on a mini. 
But you can do like uh, well, I wouldn't mind a case on a little yeah, anyways, eventually, yeah, or a little B, whatever. I think or the cool, the really Honda fun engine. trick is that you can use. Apparently, you can use a K twelve hundred R BMW motorcycle oh, there we cylinder go. head. Yeah. There we go. Just the cylinder oh. head. Oh, and what? the bore spacing is the same. How? And you do a little bit of machine work, and it and it kind of. I mean, you have. Uh, uh, let's put an asterisk next to that. Yeah. Little a bit little of bit of machine work. Sounds like let's a put an asterisk like next for to those that. of you that went to engineering school. It's ICBS. <laughs> it's, it can be shown. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> make what the that professors happen. would put on the whiteboard Some, all the time. Somehow, someone yeah. could. That be. sounds a little gnarly. But uh, case swap kits are basically bolt in. Yeah. Because you just buy the whole, they, it's like the whole front subframe, suspension, everything. All we're going to put a little asterisk next to basically. Yeah. Right but there's there that, that, there's a swap, there's the Honda's mini swap place. Yep. They go to the Quail. They're down in like San yeah. Luis Obispo. Unlike, unlike the E30s, there's like four or five outfits in the United States that do case swaps on minis. So it, it's, it's a pretty well known, it's a done thing. That one mini was pretty nice at, at the quail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i i think you just need like if i were to get one it would they be do them up a little too much most of them i'd rather have like a more stock 1300 cc i want little wheels i want little swift 10 tune, inch wheels swift tune cylinder head yeah. 10 inch like nice 10 inch pan uh mini light wheels yeah. little fender overriders would be mm-hmm. rad yeah i would love one uh i i think i see some changes to probably our stables um, on the horizon, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm definitely looking at adding something. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like thinking about reshuffling some things. I just have no space. Yeah. No space. That's the problem. Yeah. The uh, one stable. I definitely have space for a Mini Cooper in my garage. Well, Mini Coopers are great. That's a great one. But, uh, you know, S classes and big cars, difficult. it's a little tough. And especially yeah. something I'm not using a lot. So, yep. Uh, and then there's always the Mighty BW. Max money burning a hole in your pocket. I know. Damn, that's true. I VW Thing. That. Like, um, Ali dude, found that, that one. edition. Dude, I'm, so I'm kind of tempted. Like, dude, that's like top of the line. For 14, yeah. 14 grand not, for a all original Acapulco Volkswagen Thing. With you, had the blue, at, you had me at Thing. Blue and white stripe top and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just sell shave ice out the back. It's great. It yeah, I dazzle. Like if a really nice Mark One GTI came along that wasn't, you know, too expensive. Oh yeah. That's a great car. Pick it up. Yeah. Lots of things. Some Mini Cooper style yeah. thing. Small Mark One GTI would be sick. Living in Van Nostalgia asks what Radwood era cars are actually better with an automatic yet are unloved in that form because a manual exists. And that's usually the required default choice of enthusiasts. So what car that most people don't even consider the automatic just because they're not cool is actually a better choice. I was going to say this is obscure because they're very rare and manual and they're not uh, super desirable, but, uh, R129 SLs, you can get a manual in a six cylinder yep. and it is okay, but it's not the best choice for that car. Now I think you could make one fun, which I would love it to does do. make it more fun though. I've driven both. And- I know, but the manual is the better choice. If you could have a manual and the powerful engine, that would be cool. Here's the thing. The powerful engine? Not that powerful. I mean, 400 horsepower V12 is pretty pretty good. Oh, you're talking about R129. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking R107. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is um, more fun. That is yeah. more fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. It's just not very playful. Right. Exactly. It's a heavy car. Yeah. Steering slow. Brakes are slow. Uh, it doesn't really want to be tossed around. It's still a GT. So what are you doing? Right. Yeah. You're, you're not really. But hustling. that six cylinder is good too, right? Inline six yeah. and so Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you're, you're going down the right path. Cause that's a vehicle. Like, why do you need a manual in that? That's the, like, bring your best gal and go for a cruise, right? Yeah. Get a, a shrimp, shrimp cocktail and maybe yeah. a sundowner. Yeah. That's really where you're at. Yeah. I'm kind of, um, well, our, uh, Nick just picked up a Ford F-250, really nice 97. Dude, that thing is so... Ford F-250. Congratulations to Nick. With And it has a manual swap, and I'm like, man, I'd love that thing if I had an auto. Yeah, absolutely. I don't uh, think that's making much that sense. That truck is stunning. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. too nice almost. Yeah. Dare I say, too yeah, that's nice. that's crazy. Um, what else? I, I think it's just that big... <sighs> There's... Shoot, I know there's there's something on the tip of my tongue. It's like, I mean, if like a cool color seventy five Targa shows up, you'll move mountains to With an automatic. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm in the old question now. Oh yeah, yeah, we're talking about automatic I'm right sorry, now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're talking about what car. I was distracted. Is better with an automatic when, but people still desire the manual. I think I, I think it's kind of. I mean, going back to GT stuff, um, SC three hundred Lexus. They made a manual, right? It's. Yeah. They call it like a nice Supra, but in reality is a heavy ass car with no sporting intentions, really without oh. a lot of work. What? How about Supra's every Corvette? Right? Oh, Supras. Every Corvette and Supra. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> you think every Corvette? Like, Maybe what? not a Z06 but or something. But can't you, you can dial yeah, one like for a track use. Or a Z06 or something like that. Maybe. For but track use? I don't know. I'm, uh, I, <sighs> I can't say an automatic's better there. Viper automatic better than the manual. <laughs> GT3. GT3. Automatic's better than manual. Well, I know that... Uh, it's just not as fun. Yeah, teacher who wrote but that's But that's the thing. It's like, who cares what's better? Exactly. I mean, uh, um, automatics or a new modern automatic is always kind of better, really. It's better at doing... The intention of going down the road and accelerating and all that stuff, but uh, it's e a matter E36 of like, M3 sedan. What uh, everybody what? everybody buys the automatic, but the manual's better. No, oh, but everyone wants the manual. Everyone wants the manual. Wants yeah. Manual commands yeah. like a five ten thousand dollar <laughs> premium. Uh, it's okay. weird because you can do a manual swap for like. 30, 3,100 bucks or something. 31, exactly. In like 31, 31 minutes too, according yeah. to Art. 37 minutes. Art doesn't know about the yeah. 95 M3's bell housing bolts. Oh, those are so hard to get to. Oh my God, so Nightmare, bad. dude. 95, 96 M3s. Uh, and normal cars too. I, my 325i oh, yeah. uh, oh. had it, the 95. Auto Kennel asks, if naming car models with numbers was banned and all models had to be a name... What make and model would you most want to change and to what? All Cadillacs. Whatever the Cadillac thing oh, yeah, is. Every CT5, Cadillac. CT4, yeah. whatever the hell the names are. I can't even think Good of point. it. Good point. Which should be Eldorados. Dude, I still don't Seville's. know. Like the Cadillacs we had recently, the Black Series. CT4, CT5. Things. Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay. That's what they're called. I don't know. <laughs> CT6. Are they what about Infinities? Like QX45, oh, I9... So is there a like, niner in there? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, no good. What numbers what used to make make like BMW especially was like and Mercedes was really good at it. BMW, eh, the they, Mercedes lied early, uh, but BMW. I think Mercedes was the first to lie. But they've also flipped them around so much now that it, the first R one hundred seven um, in nineteen seventy whatever seventy or seventy two or, or whatever, whatever. Yeah. it was called the. Uh, for what was it called? 
450 No, it was SL? a 350 SL. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the first year SL. was a 350 SL, but that was a 4.5 liter. Yeah. Right right off the bat. They're just yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to. I mean, I'll go this. Uh, Ferraris. All Ferraris should have a beautiful name, maybe. Yeah, better than SF90. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. F430. Like, I mean, they have the Roma. Although F40. The Roma. The Roma's getting back to it. Luso, right? They're trying. The F40 Same should have been, F40 should should have been called Enzo. Thank you. That's there, I just said that. Thank you. Right? Yeah. And LaFerrari is... <laughs> oh, that's the worst name of all time. But see, then they're trying, right? They're that's using where I take it. the name, or the, take the number over the name. Exactly. Just call it the F60, bro. That's like, like our... Um, 290 GTO. Our address here, I'm not going to say it, but it's La Avenida Street. Yeah. <laughs> the Avenue Street. Yeah, well, my buddy lives on Harkle Road Avenue. The name of the <laughs> avenue is Harkle Road. Oh, my gosh. It's not great. Crazy. It's not great. Um, what would they call a 911 if it had to be an, a name rather than a number? They call it a 996. <laughs> Do shuttle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, I admit it. Uh, they call it the. Um, I don't know, dude. 911. Yeah. Um, the pig. Probably. I can't think. No. What would they? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, let's think about this for a second. We have Tycon, Cayenne. Yeah, Kyan, but this is Cayman. later. This is pre their alligator like fascination or whatever the swamp fascination. Cayenne came in. We called. So a, it's like a whole southern fascination. What if they named it after yeah. a race that they won, like the yeah, the, it'd Targa be the, the Floria or, the, or well, something? They have the Targa, the yeah, the Sebring or something. the Swamp yeah. Buggy, Chrysler Sebring, <laughs> Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it no, might it would be just like be I, called the Daytona, the Porsche Daytona. Maybe it would just be called like the Stuttgart or something. <laughs> no, they would yeah. call it the Porsche Daytona because Porsche has a huge history at Daytona. Brumos, like that whole thing in the United States. It's a big deal. And then it's a cool name. Yeah, Ferrari but they didn't have that it's much. Ameri- it's they didn't have history in 1964 when the 911 came out. That crazy history. Okay. What do they call it? The Hitler. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Uh, Zephyr J says there's some stories of Toyota denying legitimate warranty claims on new GR86s due to track use, including searching the owner's social media for proof. I did hear about this story. If a manufacturer advertises a car as track capable and even includes an HPDE day with purchase, how much should they be liable for upholding their warranty? Seems shady if the issues are genuine manufacturing problems. I mean, yeah, they should be very, that's very shady. Because they do give an HPDE track day with NASA, yep. I believe, with with the purchase of the car. And it is obviously a sports car. And it's not like the guy was race in a... I could okay. see if you were racing it. Like if you were in a race, like a six-hour endurance race or something like that, and you blew up an engine, it's like obviously... So Porsche has done this before too. Yeah. And what happens is that... It, it kind of gets into the semantics where none of the, nobody's insurance will cover a timed event. If it's a school, a sanctioned driving school, then Porsche will cover it. Your insurance you're will learning, cover it. You're all learning. That stuff. Yeah. So I bet you what happened was these people with the GR86s were at some track day. Autocross. Oh, at an autocross. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's timed. It's yep. done. If, if, so basically, if it's timed, then the insurance taps out 100% of the time. So that's why, like, for example, whenever I go do track days or a lot of friends do track days, you don't put a transponder in your vehicle so that you don't have any, you don't like, it's not like you're tracking your time. So I'm willing to bet that these guys, I mean, autocross, obviously, but is this, where are the autocrosses? 
Where was it? Like where GR86s are not here, so they're probably working off. Of no, no, that's yeah. the new. That's the it's new. Uh, oh, new sorry, I was thinking of the uh, Yaris. The Yaris, right? Yeah, oh. this is just the new. The new. Then yeah, BRZ. it's it's just the American like law kicking like they're well, them, them copping out basically right. saying like yeah it's super shady there'll be a ton of there'll be a ton of backlash by owners and that toyota will have to cover it i, I think, think that's what will happen do anything i think they will i think this happens all the time backlash. with everything maybe remember secretly. nissan gtr car yeah. transmission where the cars are just failing when you use launch control yeah they're like no you shouldn't use launch control you're like well, and they're like, well why control? do you have launch control? that happened with the 991 gt3 where where engines were failing and porsche was Oh, yeah, loud yeah. saying. I was saying launch control. You guys, no, no, it wasn't launch control, but it yeah. was the engines were failing, and Porsche was like out loud saying, like, you guys are not maintaining your engines properly. You're, these are brand new Like cars. all of this yeah. stuff, and these are brand new GT3s. Yeah. And then Porsche started taking the motors apart and started seeing a pattern and then realized, okay. And now they, they still warranty them. Yeah, now there's right? like 110,000 mile warranty or yeah. something like that. Right? Dang. So, Porsche's never so had a problem. 2014 cars. 2014, 2015, actually any of the 991.1s, yeah. the engine has like an extended warranty. Um, maybe even the 991.2s also, but especially the 1415s. My 15, I got a letter when I had, I had my 2015 GT3. I got a letter that said, your warranty has now been extended to blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, New Classic says, what's a car that as soon as you see it, you can't help but have a preconceived notion about the person driving? Uh, Corvette. 300 SL. 300 SL? Yeah, like the person that's driving it must be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hellcat. Oh, yeah. Hellcat's a good one. PT Cruiser. Any Dodge truck. What does that do for you? Dodge full-size truck. I just, like, anytime I see somebody driving a big full-size Dodge truck in, like, just a total like road rage way. And I, I see it a lot. I'm, I think to myself that uh, I think Matt and Zach were talking about those statistics of like the most DUIs and the most crashes. And mm. it was always the Dodge truck. So I think about that. It was actually Toyota. It was like higher. Oh, maybe. All right. <laughs> Toyota Tacoma. Okay, fine. Uh, Richard- the Dodge was up there. It was like three Chrysler products in the yeah. top 10. Yeah. The yeah. Charger challenge. I mean, definitely Model 3, Model Y, oh, Prius, yeah, for sure. Prius. Like all of that stuff. Subaru. Like, especially nowadays, Prius. Oh, I saw something yesterday, and I judged the heck out of the owner. It was a Volkswagen, it was a Volkswagen Jetta wagon TDI billowing smoke out of the back, like just like a smoke cloud. And I pulled up, and it was just like some hippie dude just driving it. Like, Does it smell like French fries? Uh, I just stayed away. I had my biohazard defense mode on in the in the Tesla. Ali's a fancy boy. I'm you fancy. Know? Um, Richard Chen has an unusual question. Summer travel rental rental car question. What's a great or terrible pairing of a mainstream rental car to a location? Great pairing of a mainstream rental car to a location. So Jeep not a Wrangler Maui. That's a great pairing, right? You're saying Jeep Wrangler and Mar- Maui or a Mustang convertible. In oh, I got one. I PT got one. Cruiser at a funeral. <laughs> you can't ride a PT Cruiser anymore. <laughs> uh, Kia Soul anywhere. Best rental car, period. Mm. Tolerance to it. Jesus Christ. Yep. <sighs> yeah, podcast is done, guys. 
<laughs> ran out. Um, you and Art can go hang out with your shitty. Oh, Evoke cars. Convertible. That's what I was gonna in say. In the, the desert. desert. Most <laughs> magical times. Extremely throwback capable. Thursday. TBT. <laughs> throwback Thursday. Desert Desert Life. Mighty Max Home Depot. So if you could rent a Mighty Max, please tell me where. Uh, actually, Richard said he might have a line on another Mighty Max. I might be getting back into the game, boys. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Back Stop. on the saddle. Stop. Yeah. So what are your answers? I said Kia Soul. No, it's not a real answer. Right? That's my real answer. Right. Kia Soul anytime, anywhere. Not Pathfinder. I'll tell you that. Um, but as far as locations go, um, yeah, the Hawaii Jeep thing is very known. Uh, black Suburban in on the East Coast somewhere. Seems sure. That seems good. Mini Cooper in Hawaii. That's what I said. <laughs> it's the one most wonderful vehicle we've ever had. And if you're going to Maui, Richard, there is an outfit that rents 356s. Yeah, on, there's also Maui. Uh, Lotus Elises. He's saying standard really? issue. Yeah. Sick. Standard issue rental cars. There's no oh, such thing as standard, standard issue, issue rental car in Hawaii anymore. Like, no. That whole scene is whacked you out. Do, uh, you do Turo. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I always want, I always thought that. Like if you're coming to California or this area, going down to Big Sur, like an F-type convertible would be a great one. Yeah. 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 I think uh, really for four people or more, any van. Yeah, I was going to say minivan road tripping. Minivan is fun. so fun. You all have your captain's chairs, unless you're in the back, a little bitch back there. But other than that, you're all How do you, Wait, wait, wait. Let's take a pause. How, what are you defining as a captain's chair? Two armrests separate from the other seat. That's not a captain's chair. Yes, what is. is a captain's chair then? Captain's chair rotates. Oh, stop. Well, in a boat it does, but in a car it, you can They buy call them captain's chairs. No, captain's chairs rotate. Okay, it's, but it's in the car definition. lingo, they call captain's <laughs> no, chairs. No, because what do in you the know? car lingo and the conversion vans in the 70s, 60s By the and way, 70s. We're not in the 60s the or 70s. Driver and, pa- and on the sprinters, the driver and passenger seats are called whatever the hell you just called them. Captain. Swivel one. Captain's chairs because they swivel. Okay. It was an option By the way, swivel. we live in 2022 right now, and they call captain's chairs just like that. It's and a I think, chair that's separate, a yeah. separate chair, like the front chairs. So like my, key, my Kia, uh, you know, I'm not bragging yeah, about anything. Dude. My yeah. Kia has second row captain's chairs, and that's what they call and them. most minivans do too. Some of them have that little small bench, but most nice minivans have two captains. You guys are right. An armchair with a saddle seat and low curved back with vertical spindles. So those are not captain's chairs because it's a high back, but God, by the way, you're so tiring. Sometimes Ali rented one boat. Now he's talking about boat seats. (laughs) (laughs) You are not coming out on the lake. I never have been able to Dante and I, I've never been able to. So it'll still keep the the same. And Nick and Nick and Sarah. It'll also just stay the same, is what you're saying. Life Hot will go dogs on. and beer. Life will go on. Yeah, totally. Uh, Ditto's dad says, oh. if and when will Camping While Awesome start holding similar events to DWA? Campwood, CWA, CRR, oh. Cortados, and Campgrounds. <laughs> What's a Cortado? I don't know what a Cortado is. I think he's mixing you know what a Cortado two words No, I don't even know what Cortado Orchado. I know what a Corrado is. Um, Cortado. Dude, that'd be kind of cool. A camping while awesome. Camping slash car show slash rally. That's what we were talking, like Warren and I talked about. I mean, about we this. definitely are going to do that. But, but car show it too. So the answer is ditto very soon. Uh, second, uh, I'm not sure. Second how. week of September. <laughs> Wait, what? 
We're coming to Laguna Seca. If you're listening to this, it's going to be out in oh, we're a week. A week from this uh, airing, we're oh, going to be this at... This will be out tomorrow. We're going to yeah, be yeah, at Laguna yeah. Seca. And uh, we'll be there for the pre-reunion races. Uh, not our normal spot because I don't know why. But, we were uh, late. We were late. But uh, hopefully we won't get uh, the Nazis at the campground to kick us out. And we'll have a great old time. So come by and see us at Laguna Seca, August... Yeah, 12th. To the 14th. Yeah. 12th to the 14th, August. But I won't be there on the 14th. I won't either, but that's okay. I don't think anyone will. <laughs> no. Uh, Nemo will. Okay. Later. Hey, Nemo. The Nemo? Yeah. Nemo. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Nemo. He'll be super high, though, so don't, don't, don't scare him. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't scare very easily. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, he will be the earlier part of that. That's right. All right, that's podcast. Wait, no, that's questions. You have a no. trivia probably or something. Or I do have a trivia. some trivia updates. Updates. Don't you have any questions like car updates? Project like, updates. Ollie, has your stable gone? Oh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's let's hear all about it. 2002, sitting in the driveway, waiting for me to finish the turbo fans for the quail. In 2002, oh, it's going it, to the It got quail? invited to the quail this year. Are you bringing and all it, the tchotchkes? going to have all the stuff. And I'm actually quite honored because it didn't get invited to the whatever post-war sports car era display class, it actually got invited to be on display in the 50 years of BMW Motorsport display that they're putting up this year, which is like, I don't understand how they chose my car, but... Well, you know they don't, they, yeah, they don't really know what they're talking they about. They have no clue. No, I think it was just, I sent a picture of my car, Gordon McCall, who is one of the advisors and chooses cars for everybody, all the different car shows, was like, oh yeah, that's Ali's car. Bring that in. So anyways, we're going to the quail this year. I'm putting the Pana Sports back on. Those were the first wheels I had on the car when I had it done this, uh, when I finished it this round. Um, so I'm putting those back on, designing new turbo fans and having those 3D printed. Um, that needs to be washed. Kevin's going to have it for probably three or four days to go through it and polish everything and clean it all up. But it's basically ready to show. Are you going to drive it down? Yeah, I'm going to drive that down. Uh, my cousin Nemo will probably bring the Targa uh, to Car Week. And then um, I just got the passes for the Quail last night. You got a press pass. I got a press pass. So, um, go pick that up. so Wednesday night, uh, Art's going to get us into the Motor Lux. I'm going to be carrying flash bulbs for Lane. I'm his photography assistant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just a recap of Car Week, I guess. So Wednesday night is Motor Lux. Radwood at Motor Lux. Well, actually, uh, recap is camping while awesome at Laguna Seca to start. You were so like Tuesday cagey about it three minutes ago, so I didn't want to like reannounce it. Tuesday is the celebration of motorsport at Laguna Seca with uh, parade laps. No, wait, what? Actually, real, what? Whoa, real. whoa, whoa! Let's take a pause here. This pause podcast is, is about is to new get to long. Me. What is Tuesday? Tuesday's a new thing. So Tuesday is is practice racing for the reunion, but at 4 p.m., uh, Haggerty is running the Celebration of Motorsport, which I don't really understand completely. So there's cruising through downtown, probably? No, no, no. It's, it's laps on Laguna Seca that you can jump in with race car drivers, including Patrick Long. So I will be Sick. there. Uh, if you guys want to come, let me know. Oh, but I was planning on working here on Wednesday and leaving here at like three or four. That's fine. You can do that too. But I'll be uh, just Sounds chilling like my fun. boy Pilo, as we call him. Pilo. <laughs> Pilo. I don't know what cars they're driving, but someone rumored, I think it's totally bullshit, but someone said a 962 was going to be out there flying around. You can jump in with him. Like, dude, yes, I will do that. So we'll see. I, I don't think that's really going to happen. I think the wires are crossed there. So Tuesday night. Laguna Seca event at, from Haggerty. 
Wednesday, Motorlux. Wednesday afternoon, starting at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. is Motorlux. Motorlux at the Jet Center. I like Motorlux even better. Motorlux. Yeah, it's a casino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Thursday is the tour slash uh, the best car viewing in the world, I'd say, in Where? Carmel. They're not bringing, I heard they're not coming to Carmel this year. I think they are. I thought they weren't. I don't think they no, are. No, they're driving, driving nope. through. Not even passing by. I don't think they're They're going to jump over Carmel to get to Pebble I Beach. I don't what think you're saying. they are stopping it. On Ocean this year. No, I didn't say they were stopping. I said they're driving through. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear me say that? Thursday, I'll be at Legends. Um, oh, that's still going on? Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Jason Camisa and I will be at Legends. They just come to lunch. Thursday. They come decided to, lunch. to keep that going, huh? Yeah, yeah. for now. Yeah, okay, cool. Bring a dust uh, I mean, I, dust I, blower. I told you what I think should happen with Legends, and I don't think you guys listen to me. Should die? I think actually Legends should completely die. I think somebody should come up with a new show that includes water-cooled Volkswagens, that includes like... Wait, Legends doesn't include water-cooled no Volkswagens? Yes, it does, it, but it's like kind of tattered representation. You don't they, say. They so, have like an uh, Audi situation. Like, <laughs> what, like they should three do, what they should do is combine the Italiano, the Reunion. No, Italiano thinks there's... So works sick, Reunion dude. and... The Autobahn, I, all in one. I don't thing. care Works how many the, Ferraris I buy. Never do that either. And and I'm never. Ferrari, I'm Italiano. just saying that's what they should do. Okay, Concorso Italiano can. Is this a PG thirteen? No, R. It's R. R. It can go eat X. a giant pile of garbage shit. Yeah. Uh, I I'm because you hate Italians. I love the cars that are there. <laughs> no, I, I, the I just people. think that like the people there are loathsome mm-hmm. in many cases, and and I and the event is just not unique it's literally like every time i've gone yeah there's no energy there was no character of to the no, event no energy no, like yeah. it was so weird it was almost like a i don't know anyways so thursday it feels like fake fancy yeah exactly <laughs> like the worst because thing. like you'll be there and then there'll be like a vendor selling some like crappy little tchotchke that yeah. was very obviously put there to collect some vendor money not, and then there's not to a make the experience better and then half of the show is like new Uracons, Alfa Romeo, and, and uh, yeah, it's and all like, like brand, brand new Alfa Julias with vehicle wraps, and who has the biggest yeah. wing and the lowest, like the most airbag, lower suspension crap. Like, yeah, it's well, just not a scene. We need to bring else. back exotics on Cannery Road. Yeah. It's back, dude. It's back yeah, this they're, year. They're on the it's on, on Broadway. Car- Broadway. Yeah, so, yeah, not on Cannery Road. Exotics on Broadway. Uh, so Thursday's a lot of auctions, auction previews, uh, legends, old. and then Thursday night is Baja um, Cantina Baja Cantina so Thursday afternoon I'll be taking my 2002 to the quail uh lodge staging it dropping it off all of that stuff and then we roll into Baja Cantina and then maybe Thursday night later after Baja Cantina depending on how late it goes we'll have a little after party at the house which is about three minute drive from Baja Cantina and then Friday is quail in the morning at about nine or ten o'clock hop in the Targa from the parking lot, go to works reunion for a couple of hours and then come back and have lunch and hilarity ensues at the quail. I'll be at the quails Friday night, Laguna Seca for the big Radwood party. That's right. Thank you. Ollie. Quail Radwood. will be nice. Cause Ollie's 2002 is there. So that's a great home you like base take a nap, to have. nap in there. Yeah, something? you can put your chairs out and everything. Do they give you folding chairs? As yeah. a participant, they give you like multiple folding chairs and all this stuff. But it's it's a nice uh-huh. place to stuff your bags. You have well, a, and you're on the in the show. You can just go chill. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. 
Aunt Anstead walks by and he starts yelling oh, at you. Oh, mate. That's a fucking Mexico, mate. That's a fucking escort Mexico. Jensen, come look at this. Is it Mexico? <laughs> then Ollie runs him down to sign his bonnet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do any of that shit. Um, who's going to the the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance? Mm. Mm. I'm tempted because they are doing a display of the um, early alternative fuel vehicles or alternative propulsion vehicles. So all the early electric cars, turbine all the early stuff. hybrid, all the turbine stuff. Like it's going to be, and it's all, all the prototypes are going to be there. And I'm a prototypey type of a dude. So I may go, but it's, you won't, I probably will not go. Cause it after once like Friday afternoon rolls around, you're like, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm are you going to go everything. Warren? Yeah. I'll be yeah. there. You got a ticket. Yep. Through you gonna go Haggerty? Don, yep. Dawn Patrol? Oh, yeah, Haggerty doesn't hook me up with anything. Well, Dawn Patrol is rough because I don't want to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to be standing around in the fog and all that. I usually go late, to be perfectly honest. I'll be honest with you guys. I go late. My move, if I could stomach waking up at 4.30 in the morning, is to do the Dawn Patrol because by the time the gates open for everybody else at like 9 or 10 o'clock, yeah. you're done by 9. And We'll see how it goes. Like Saturday, I don't have anything planned, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I go back and forth right now. I'm like, yeah, it sounds kind of nice to be done early, but also going late's fun because it's the opposite, right? Most people have left. It's like 50% full. Yeah. Um, you get to see the awards, you know, the whole pomp and circumstance of that. And then, no, that's uh, not bad. and there's it's no, steady. and it's, it's usually sunny and nice and all that. But man, Sunday afternoon rolls around like four o'clock in Carmel. It is a ghost town. Dead, like people dude, are it's crazy. out. Yeah. I know it's kind of sad. I feel like I wish there was a way to keep the party going, but everyone's so burned out. Like you're saying Friday afternoon, you're like, yeah. And then Tuesday for some weird reason, you start having like, man, I wish it was Carmel. I know again. for sure. And you regret not going to all the things you could have gone to. Yeah. And just like right now, I've already seen a few people are coming into the peninsula and bringing cars and stuff right now. And we're not even, you know, we're still, yeah, yeah we just talked a week out. Cottrell had like some guys dropping off. Some yeah. Stuff. I saw like Donald Osborne posted. He's got a Ferrari Roma and like he's at his house already in Carmel. I'm like, nice. Dude, it's happening. Like we're going to start seeing the cars dude. driving down. Like yeah. in Santa Cruz, we're really close. You know, people come through Santa Cruz to get there from the Bay Area. So we start seeing like 250 Californias on the highway and crazy, crazy stuff yeah. like every year. It's pretty awesome. That's very cool. We are mega lucky to be in this area and have like basically the greatest car event in the world every year, like in our backyard. It is interesting talking to a lot of people at Haggerty now that I'm on calls with and meetings and stuff and ask where I am. And then they've never been, it, they act like it's like a pilgrimage, you know, like someday I'm going to get to Monterey car week. Mm. And for us, you know, we're, it's very lucky because yeah. we get to just go for the day if we want or whatever. I haven't been to Pebble since 92. I was, I went and wasn't invited back. <laughs> I don't think it's an invite actually. <laughs> By the way, the quail is 600 bucks. The Pebble Beach is 400. Yep. But and uh, quail is, is it invite. only four? You so don't get food at Motor Lux is 450. It's a deal right there. Quail is also invite only. It's like a lottery system, basically. It's a lottery, yeah. So you can't. So overrated, by the way. If you're listening right now and you didn't get in, don't worry. No, too quail's much. pretty sick. It's dude. pretty fucking but sick. But it's not that it's sick. It's pretty sick. Oh, get your pasta salad and a fucking stupid yeah. motorcycle. And a drink. Yeah. And some <laughs> $650. Such a, it's pretty sick. So dude. Cool. It's so mellow, dude. It's it's we'll so see. good. I, I would almost say it's almost worth paying for the ticket. I think it is. 
listeners, please don't. If you want, like, especially, these so guys I will are, say this. These guys are fancy boys. If you're They're, like one of us that lives local and you're here in Carbic like every us, year. You, you enjoy oysters. <laughs> yeah, if you enjoy oysters. <laughs> How much is that caviar, watch? Caviar. No, but it, it's absolutely if you're coming to Car Week from somewhere so else, and this you're is saying like your one deal. Of, if you can only if do, you one, can do event. one thing, or I, I mean, races are awesome. But we do pre-union, and that's twenty bucks or whatever to go to the races. That <laughs> yeah. like fills that. Okay, so now here's the hard question: F Mary Kill the races, Quail Pebble, Pebble Beach. I mean, I'm killing Pebble Beach fast, dude. Yeah. Even though it's the OG. Yep. Uh, I, I just don't I care about ra- like twenty racetrack and Mary Quail. I'm I'm marrying Pebble. That's the one. That's wow. it for me. Oh, wow. On the He's ocean, <laughs> I get to see real like amazing coach Diesel cars. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't care about coach all I see cars. at Quail. It's like ninety percent cars I probably don't care about, and there's ten percent that are like the best in the world. But they're not them really the best in the world. But there's some cool stuff. There. There's some cool stuff. There'll be a really cool. No, you know what's the coolest thing? The pi- with the E thirty M three swap <laughs> parking lot in the Quail. That's absolutely cool. It's way. But cool. see, that goes back to my point of like Thursday and Carmel, like just deep, tattered DB fours and stuff. <laughs> of course, like just so beat up, <laughs> and the guy's just like driving it there. A car spotting in. Carmel on Thursday and oh, just go to lunch time, downtown yeah. Carmel. Oh my gosh. Hang yeah. out all day. And then maybe we popped over to Pebble Beach for the end of the tour and we went to the Mercedes display and we went to yeah. the JDM display. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, by the way, most the, of the stuff you can get away with doing everything free. Absolutely. And I, I've hung out on just the highway going to Laguna Seca. What is that? That road? What, mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever that yeah. road is. I've hung out there before. Just parked on the side of the road, got my camera out and just watched. All, yeah, you, know, you like, did. Took pictures. Yeah, you did. One Dude, night. I got a shot of Magnus. Remember what? before he was like anything? Was like, did you have your knee. stabilizer out, your gyro? No, nah, I was just shooting. The other uh, little kind of shooting, shooting. Um, less, less attended or less known event, which is at the Spanish Bay uh, Hotel or go- golf course is the... Uh, Retro, what is it called? Retro, retro auto, automobilia. Yeah, retro automobilia or something. Retro mobile. Retro mobile. Yeah. Is that no? It is? That's not it. That's in Paris. No, no. it's automobile. It's retro yeah. automobilia, something like that. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's all the like accessories Posters and shit like that. Posters, books, accessories. Like I went there last two years ago. I was able to get a stack, a little stack of six or seven original photographs from. Max Hoffman's first BMW dealership in Southern California. That's awesome. And it was like the cars and inventory and all of this stuff. And I gave a a lineup of all the first 1600s that were imported. And on the back, it says first, first group of 1600s. Paul Kramer's car is likely in that lineup. Oh, nice. And so Paul was like, holy crap, like this is crazy. But anyways, that retro thing. So the annoying thing about that is you have to pay to get in, which I, I find very lame for a, yeah, you pay to get in to buy something. To buy something. It was I like mean, I guess that's bucks. like the auctions, right? But I know, I know. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's twenty. Isn't there? Bu- there's also all like the, a bunch of cool stuff there to see. There's yeah. also manufacturers outside of the gates too that you can go check out, like Lexus and stuff at like Pebble that. Beach. Well, yeah. Pebble Beach. Yeah. That's that's at Pebble the Beach. Great thing is like you yeah. can go to that Infinity. Mercedes display. They had the. The new Spanish SL. Bay is next to Pebble Beach. Yes. It's yeah. kind I of part say of it. next to it, but yeah, it's, it's near it. Okay. It's like part of it. You right? say it's part of it. You say it's kind of near it. Okay. Okay. It's this, it's the adjacent golf course. Is it called to Pebble Spanish Beach? Bay no, at Pebble it, Beach? No, it is not. So it's called the lodge at Pebble Beach. That's the <laughs> hotel and the okay. golf course and everything. And then the next to it is Spanish. No, it is not. Okay. <laughs> no, it sorry. Is not, dude. Warren, please school us. Spanish Bay is in the town of Pebble Beach, but they're 
a drive apart. They're not next door to each other. That's what, are you, that's what I mean, we're just saying. Next to, we're not saying. Okay, um, well, next to means next to. This is not uh, next to. I'm just saying, dude. It's enough. Just, next golf course over. Do you have any trivia for us or anything? Like, Yeah, let's do it. God damn it. Anyways, also the escort is going to get put together and it goes to Nick hopefully soon. And Nick's got a, a long laundry list of little things to to. Yeah. I'm praying do to that keep him car busy. To somehow go down the road. <laughs> the escort? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Get those wheels off of it, right? Yeah. Um, all right. What are you talking about? Those black wheels. Black wheels in an orange car. Come on. Oh, my God. Taught you better than that. Come on, you jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> what is this, Halloween every day? <laughs> There's something to be said about period correct history. <laughs> period correct history. That car is so period correct. And that's how they would have been modified. In Back period. In the day, in the with 80s. the big Ebert handle up here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> move, your, move your ass on. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Lane probably saw this, so don't say anything if you did. I've had like 10 people sent it to Lane. But uh, there is a Subaru. By the way, before you get going. Someone sent us a video of a guy sitting on the shoulder in his car <laughs> talking to a camera. Like, there's this guy behind me. There, uh, People are all trying to get ahead of everyone going down the shoulder. And I'm here, and I'm just going with flow of traffic. You have to obey the laws, people. What? Not all heroes wear capes. The guys, <laughs> it's basically, it was, it was sent to us as like, this is Warren. Because of your antics last week. Oh, oh, oh. And it's like the guy's just sitting. He's going with the flow of traffic in the shoulder. So people can't use the shoulder to cut past people. Oh, I see. I see. He's and, on the shoulder. And the person next to him, he's all, that that lady, she's giving me a thumbs up right now. Yeah, <laughs> she dude. knows what's up. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's a little different. I was blocking a one-way street. I know. But, right. And yeah. he looks, he's all, people, you have to obey the fucking laws. Hey, amen, brother. <laughs> When's the meeting? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... This is a 2006 Subaru Baja Sport with a five-speed manual with less than 10,000 miles on it. It is at a dealership, Atlantic Subaru, and it is for sale. How much is Atlantic Subaru asking for this 2006 Subaru Baja Sport five-speed manual? I don't know if that's a turbo. Less than 10,000 miles. It's a turbo or not. So I don't, I didn't, no one sent me this, but I think that's what I just showed you was the same post where it had the STI convertible and this at the same dealer. Oh, really? I, it's the yeah. same dealer? If it's the same car. Might so I, so have a, answer, I have a number for that one. All the answers first. Asking price of a fresh, fresh, fresh Baja. How much was MSRP? Oh, geez. Like 22, I mean, I, yeah. 22495 If it's a non-turbo. Yeah. It says that uh, fully loaded. Thirty-seven thousand dollars. Thirty-seven grand. So what are the sixty? Sixty thousand. Fifty-nine thousand eight hundred is the real answer. I win. You did. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you did. Yep. By two hundred dollars, Lane went over. Um, sixty grand hasn't moved. But I've seen them sold on Bring a Trailer recently for like I saw one sold for like fifty or something. What? How is yeah. it that you're getting a Subaru Baja for sixty grand and you can get like a seventy three nine eleven for sixty grand? Because the Baja because the Baja has a truck trucker. bed, first of all. Yeah. How are you gonna bring your uh Y'all are crazy. Bring your recycling bin back down the driveway. Yeah. I have no idea. And uh, you can fit five people in that. Yeah. And like you can go over speed bumps faster than five miles an Listeners, hour. Listeners, these two are looking at me <laughs> as if I just proposed like 
I don't know what, bringing Trump back into office or something. Like, <laughs> um, there you go. That's my trivia. That was pretty good, Warren. Thanks, I'm man. sorry I just saw good that. Job. Literally, like... I figured you had. I saw it right before the podcast, though. That was like what I was uh, looking yeah. at. Yeah. I had to, uh, you know, honor the Baja, the myth, yeah, I'm glad the you legend. Did that, dude. That's all we can do. Um, all right, well... That's a pad. That's a pad, cast. And uh, uh, go check out Camping While Awesome, too, while you're at it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.